RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Uh, football season's still a ways away, uh, but there's still plenty to talk about. Actually, it's not that far away. As of today, football is 100 days away. So September 9th is 100 days away, where the Buccaneers are going to be playing the Dallas Cowboys on Thursday night football, which should be a dandy. Uh, football season just makes me feel better. And I, I, I just walk around with a little different swag when football season is around. So it's right around the corner. Obviously, there's lots of stuff happening with our Buccaneers. You know, the draft has been by. Free agency went by. The Buccaneers made as much noise as anybody else in, in, in football. And to be honest with you, they got a reaction as much as anybody else in football because everybody's picking the Bucks. I mean, it makes sense. This is the only problem. Last year, everybody picked Kansas City. And the team that gets chosen the year before usually is not the team that goes to the Super Bowl, unfortunately. But our Buccaneers team did something in the offseason that I've never seen any team do, and that's win a championship and then retain every single player. And uh, Jason Light needs to get love for that. But to be honest with you, looking back on last year's season, uh, the Buccaneers obviously improved as the season progressed, and that was because of Tom Brady and the acquisition of Tom Brady and his winning ways rubbing off on the other players. Um, but, you know, the thing is, the Buccaneers got a little lucky last year as well. You need a little luck to win a championship. If you look at, you know, the Buccaneers, you can even, you know, compare it to the, the Lightning. The Lightning had a bunch of injuries this year, and they got healthy at the right time, and now they're healthy. You know, the Buccaneers got lucky last year, other than, you know, O.J. Howard, who they lost for the majority of the season. But listen, if you told me at the beginning of the season – if you had to lose one player, what position it would be, I would say tight end, because we had four legitimate tight ends. So we lost O.J. Howard, which to me may have been a bonus because we saw more Rob Gronkowski. We ended up running the ball more with Gronkowski in there, and that's what led to us ultimately winning that Super Bowl. But other than O.J. Howard, we lost Vita Vea for a little bit, but he was back when it counted in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs. So the Buccaneers got lucky last year. Sometimes you look at some of these teams and some of these teams, you know, they, they, they go through 20 different situations at offensive line and they got to plug in a new middle linebacker and they go through two, three quarterbacks. Offensively, we barely had any injuries at all last year, really defensively as well. So we got to kind of figure out a way to get through the season unscathed again. But we're getting older, you know, we're getting older. Obviously, Tom's getting older. Jensen's getting older. Ali Marpet's getting old. You know, Ali Marpet's a guy we remember coming in from Hobart as a rookie. Now, Ali Marpet's one of the uh, elder statesmen out there. And there's going to be some players out there that are going to have some interesting seasons because they're going to be important. O.J. Howard is one name where, as, as disappointing as O.J. Howard has been to this point, and I don't know if anybody who's a Buccaneer fan can say otherwise. He's been disappointed to, to, disappointing to this point. He looks great. He just has not a whole lot. Every year we have to hear about his potential, but, you know, what they say about potential, it's a waste. O.J. Howard, all that being said, O.J. Howard goes out there this year and catches 70 balls, stays healthy, and looks good. He's going to get paid. That's the way sports works. It's what have you done for me lately? 
So look to get the best out of O.J. Howard this year. And, you know, you hate to see somebody that's injured that much, you know? Yeah, I, I, I was injured a lot myself. It's not like you want to be injured. It's just something that kind of happens, and there's not much you can do about it, unfortunately. Ronald Jones is a name where he's going to be up this year. We don't know what Ronald Jones still is. We, I mean, the Bucks aren't married to Ronald Jones, obviously. You know, they re-signed Leonard Fournette, and, you know, this, they're not married to anybody, especially not a running back. That's just not those days. JPP's contract's going to be up. He's getting towards the end, although I probably think he'd want to play a couple, three more years. On the offensive line, you know, Ryan Jensen's contract's going to be up. Alex Kappa's contract's going to be up. You know, Stinney played well towards the end of the year at right guard, so he's going to be in a competition with Alex Kappa. I would think it would be Alex Kappa's job to lose going into training camp. But there's a lot of players out there who this is going to be a key year. And you want to obviously stay healthy in your uh, free agent year. uh, And you want to play well. So there's going to be a lot of incentive for for these young guys to go out there and ball out. You know, as far as our defense goes, you know, I'm reading a lot of things where there's Pewter Report and a lot of different publications. And they're all talking about this Buccaneers defense may be one of the best ever, you know, coming up. (sighs) To, To be one of the best ever Buccaneers defenses, I don't see that happening. Listen, we got real spoiled about six, seven, eight years in a row with one of the best defenses I've seen. And if it's going to be better than any of those defenses, the other teams are in big, big trouble. Because those defenses that were Buccaneer defenses had very little offense on the other side, and they were still winning football games. If Tom Brady had the luxury of one of those Buccaneer defenses way back when, it would have been really, really tough sledding for everybody else out there. So to go out on the limb and say that this Buccaneer defense may be one of the best ever, that might be a little stretch for me. For those of you looking to wear the most comfortable underwears I've ever worn in my life, you need to go to TBOBodyWear.com. That's TBOBodyWear.com. These underwears were developed and tested by 400,000 men that obviously like comfortable underwear, and they've actually you know developed a community of customers to improve be the version of the underwear. So they're listening to the guys that want to know what fits best, how it breathes better, and what you want in an underwear. It's extremely soft, it's comfortable, it's well cut, and it gives you the most flattering look that a lot of us want. And uh, basically, they're getting the consumer's you know opinion on what they want in an underwear, and I think that's important. I mean, how often do you purchase something online and you receive it and you're disappointed, and especially underwear. It's kind of a hard thing to, to try on before you actually purchase them. I'm letting you know that Tebow has the most comfortable bodywear out there, and I'm wearing them right now, and they're unbelievably comfortable, and that's all I wear right now. So you need to take advantage. Right now, you get 20% off your next purchase at tbobodywear.com. Dot com and by using the discount code TRENCHES, that's T-R-E-N-C-H-E-S. That's 20% off your next purchase at TBOBodywear.com. Use the discount code TRENCHES, and I guarantee you won't be disappointed. Now, uh, Jason from here, from uh, Radio Influence, sent me this uh, survey. I guess it was a poll, and uh, they came up with the uh, 20 interior D lineman of the 21st century. And that's a little bit after my time. Okay. If I looked on this list out of this list, I believe Leroy Glover was the only guy that I had to block. And that's fine because they had some names on this list that I really didn't want to be running into anyways. 
um, Warren Sapp's name on the list, were who I played with. But Aaron Donald's first on the list, and um, I don't know if Aaron Donald's not the best defensive tackle to ever play the game at this point. And even if he gets hurt this year and he goes away, um, he's up there because I've seen, seen almost all of them. And uh, that one, I don't know what my game plan would be. My game plan would be... Um, I don't know what my game plan would be. It's a good question. I don't know if I want to run the ball more, or pass the ball more. You know, I went against John Randall and those guys, and John wasn't a he wasn't a menace and a beast on the run. Aaron Donald is okay. Instinctively, he's probably as good as I've ever seen. Now, here's where it gets a little shaky for me. Geno Atkins, number two. First of all, Warren Sapp with me would be number two for me. I think Warren Sapp's better than Geno Atkins. Fletcher Cox is number three. I would put Fletcher Cox in front of Geno Hopkins. Uh, Richard Seymour, okay. I played a little bit of end as well. Dominican Sue, number six. Uh, and this is where it gets a little hairy now. Like, you talk about Haloti Nada and Dominican Sue. I would put Haloti Nada in front of Dominican Sue. They got Kevin Williams, Leroy Glover, Vince Wolfork. And this is where it gets tough when you... Look at a player like Vince Woolfork, and you compare him to a Leroy Glover. And there's a name coming up here, too, Gerald McCoy. The, like, Haloti Nada and Vince Woolfork and Richard Seymour and Gerald McCoy all play almost a different game, okay? There, there is nothing alike. There's not, Vince Woolfork and Gerald McCoy don't, although they play the same position, they don't play the same position. They play it different ways. And you guys know what I think of Gerald McCoy. He's on this list. He wouldn't be on my list. No way. And then look at the, listen to the names behind Gerald McCoy. Chris Jenkins, not a chance. Cameron Hayward, not a chance. Kyle Williams for the, the, the Bills was just a much better uh, run stopper. Casey Hampton was on some of the best defenses ever. Not a chance. Brett Kiesel, B.J. Raji, Darnell Dockett and Albert Hainsworth, they were all better at something than Gerald McCoy was. And if I keep on asking people, what was he good at? What was Gerald McCoy good at? Does anybody just blurt something out? Tell me what he was good at. I'll wait. I'll just, I'll just wait for you guys to answer that. And your answer is nothing. He wasn't a great pass rusher. He wasn't great on a run. He wasn't an instinctive player at all. He wasn't on any good defenses. He didn't lead anything statistically. I didn't get it, and, and I still don't get it. Listen, he was a buccaneer. I wanted him to succeed. I didn't get it. You know, I, people are like, you're too hard on him. No, I'm actually just watching and evaluating, and that's it. I want him to be good. But the second he got out of here and they brought Dominican Sue, I go, watch, this, watch the difference and what happened. Anybody? We got meaner. And we got better immediately. You can't have a nice guy leading your defense. It, it can't happen. Speaking of leaders, this whole Aaron Rodgers thing, it's just one of those things where you just, you, you, it's like a car crash, sort of. You got you to watch it because it's, it's, it's going to implode any minute. Um, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers can go back. I don't think he's at a point. You know, Green Bay's, you know, they're, they're basically saying, well, we want Aaron back. But I don't know if you could let him back in that locker room. I really, I don't think it's going to work. And I think Aaron knows it's not going to work. And Green Bay's just going to hold tight. But this is the problem. It's not business anymore. It's personal. And once you make things personal, and, you know, Green Bay's not the normal situation where, you, you know, there's, 
there's human interaction more so with a lot of other teams. Green Bay's not really owned by anybody. You know, so who makes the final decision? The final decision gets made by the GM who doesn't get along with with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers wants him out. So how is this going to work? If you want Gutekunst out, who's your GM, and you're not owned by anybody, for him to succeed, to concede, basically says, I'm fired. Because Aaron's not going to have that. He's not going to be in the same building with him. So that's not going to work. I, I can't wait to see how it turns out. I really, I really can't. But I do know this. They have mini camps. Uh, they got non-mandatory ones. They have mandatory ones coming up. And then it's up to the Green Bay Packers whether they find them or not. And that all comes down to the organization. And that's where it's going to get hideous. But in the meantime, you know, Aaron Rodgers is out, you know, gallivanting around the world, you know, jumping off cliffs and oceans and all that kind of stuff like that. And uh, it just he's just losing the Packer faithful. They just, he's not really, I don't think he was ever adopted as a Packer. I don't think he ever was. Because when I talk to Packer fans, they're saying good riddance. They're saying, go, go on, get out of here. I'm tired of you. I never really truly believed that he was embraced. Because I think he's a Cali guy. And that Cali mentality sometimes just doesn't work, you know, in Green Bay, Wisconsin. You've been there before. Those are some uh, old school people, down home folks that work hard. And they don't like long hair and California type people. And that's what Aaron Rodgers is, unfortunately. It's 100 days till football, people. I'm getting uh, I'm getting antsy. Uh, butterflies ain't there yet, but I'm getting excited. Still getting the most out of this hockey season and our, and our Rays are absolutely that shit crazy so that's a good thing as well if anybody ever wants to hit me up it's Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com and make sure please you're listening to the other podcasts and I even have a webcast uh, for my cannabis podcast you want to watch that as well on WeBeam TV so everybody have a wonderful week and uh, enjoy yourself and please be safe peace out you have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence